Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. in the Lord Christ. This is your chief apostle Reddick of Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. And this is CSAM's Bible Study Precept Sermon. Tonight we are into God's symbolic attributes and direction, part four. Part four. So I want you to understand that God's symbolic attributes and direction is four. This is the final one, South. The final one, South. And the attribute of God is his deliverance for you. The Lord's deliverance. It's a place of refreshment and quietness of earth. Turn to Psalms one twenty six. I was going to play another song, but I have had a change of heart. I will not be playing it. The Apostles' Creed by Emu Music is enough that tells the story or the testimony of our deliverer where we get our deliverance from our faith and what we believe the lord's deliverance a place of refreshment and quietness of earth that's what south represents it's a symbolic attribute and direction, the South. Starting from verse 1. Oh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word tonight. I pray that you would touch every heart, their spirit and their soul. Yes, Lord. Give them ears to hear and eyes to see in the spirit that they may perceive what the spirit is saying to the church tonight and God in your symbolic attribute and direction of the south so Lord have your way and be glorified for you are worthy of all praise glory and honor and holy is your name I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way tonight as I unseal my fountain and allow your rivers to flow 
so that every garden will be watered, every vessel will be filled, cleansed, purified, to overflowing, that the baptism of the Spirit may come through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord Jesus, have your way. Holy Spirit, I yield my vessel to you. You are the witness in the earth today, and you speak through us the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is our offer of salvation, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen. The Lord's deliverance, a place of refreshment quiet, and quietness of earth. This is what the self symbolizes of the attributes of God. When you so let's read Psalms 126 verse 1. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. They that sow in tears shall reap in singing. Those that sow in tears. Tears can be the beginning, but joy is your end. It's God's eternal purpose. And here we have one of his attributes. For peace. He gave us the Prince of Peace, the quietness of earth, or place of refreshing of the soul. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weeps, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. The Lord's deliverance. He said, Turn, the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Verse 1. Verse 4. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south. He is reminding or speaking this song of degree of David. And we must understand he is describing deliverance from captivity as a stream. 
peaceful a stream is. Do you know how refreshing a waterfall is or to watch water move quietly? He said, because the Lord turned away our captivity. In other words, he said, the Lord brought us deliverance. But in verse 1, he says, we were like them that dream. He said he was delivering us, but it was like a dream. It wasn't truly real. Acts, the 12th chapter. the 12th chapter the 6th verse and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison and behold the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying arise up quickly and his chains fell off from his hands. Uh, here Peter is asleep uh, in prison. And the angel of the Lord appeared. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garments about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him. And wist not that it was true which was done by the angels, but he thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street. And forthwith the angel departed from him. The Bible says in Psalms that the turning away of the captivity, that it was like a dream. Here, Peter is in prison and he's about to be released. And a bright light from the angel of the Lord brings deliverance from the jailhouse. It was like he was dreaming, he said. He said, I saw, he said he saw a vision. Now, this is two types of visions he's seeing here. I want you to understand the Apostle Peter here. He is getting deliverance from the prison. But he was saying, the angel that was like a light, he said, I saw a vision. So it was like the dream that the men in Psalms were singing about. On one end, he didn't think it was real. Sometimes when you've been in captivity so long, when God begins to free you, you don't think it's real. You consider it a dream. But the apostle Peter, here he is, not only seeing this angel, he is really having a vision. Not a night dream, not a night vision, a vision. It was not a dream. He didn't have to guess at it. 
from. If there is like a dream or a vision that you are now free from the captivity. The Lord's deliverance. I don't know about man's deliverance. But the Lord's deliverance is like a place of refreshing and quietness of earth. That's what happens to the spirit and the soul of men when they invite Jesus Christ into our life. He is the author of eternal salvation. He is the deliverer. spiritual being spiritually bound he sets us free he came the spirit of the Lord was upon him to bring deliverance to set the captives free testimony there were times where my mind I'm like I need peace because that was the natural sense of things but God being my deliverer in the midst of the loudness the, con the consistency of what I'm hearing saying but God let me know in the midst of the captivity of the mind I had peace and he showed me at different times and so I want you to understand that the captivity from the Lord is a place of refreshment quietness of earth sometimes when you're going through things you might seem like you have no peace but you gotta pray about that thing and you've got to pray about what position you're in whether in captivity or in freedom where do god show me the peace now others might not believe it because they never went through it but i want to tell you something it's not for them to believe uh, others may believe by my testimony but god is testing my faith so whether you believe me or not i'm the one he's 
The Bible calls it a mental strait, uh, being impressed in the mind. And so, his attribute and directions, when God brings a deliverance to you, you must understand he speak himself. He's speaking, uh, there's a place of refreshment for you. There's a quietness of earth that's going to come. And a place of deliverance. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, the first chapter. The seventh verse. of the sufferings so shall you be also of consolation as a matter of fact let me let me read verse 6 and whether we be afflicted it is for your consolation and salvation sometimes the things that we go through even captivity is for your consolation it ain't just for me but it's for you too don't you know uh, that a lot of Christian leaders hate it because of how they preach and teach because of, of, of their mindsets of men and women that, that lack the understanding of spiritual truth sometimes God will speak to them and give them an ear to hear you to suffer and sometimes you know Satan he's something but suffering stops for a season and let us understand it is to our consolation by God he says which now being afflicted which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer or whether we be comforted, whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Some things people go through, it ain't even about them. It's about who God wants to reach. And you've got to understand that. If you're a believer, a saint, and you're going through anything, sometimes it's not about you. It's about who he's trying to reach. Uh, the, 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 the afflictions and, and, and um, the captivity. But sometimes for others, their consolation and their salvation. That's why endurance is needed. It's, 
sufferings is a fruit of the Spirit. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. And sometimes in your captivity, you've got to say, God, uh, my fruit is running low. I need some more patience. Uh, my fruit is running low. I need some more long-suffering. That don't mean he's going to bring more affliction to you. That just means he needs to replenish you. Sometimes your love, sometimes your joy, but there's a season for everything, right? Amen. Now, just like we may be partakers of suffering, we also are partakers of the consolation of the Lord's deliverance from suffering. And he calls it self. When we, when we are in a place of self, we are in a place of refreshment, a quietness of earth, because we're settled in the Lord's deliverance. trouble which came to us in Asia. These are the apostles saying they had trouble in Asia. That we were pressed out of measure. They were in a mental strait. Above strength insomuch that we despaired even our life. They were in a mental strait. They despaired even their life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. I want you to think about that. Do you even understand what it means to have the sentence of death in yourself? He's not talking about you want to commit suicide. He's not talking about you want to kill yourself. That's a hell no. That's not what the apostle is saying here. He says that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He said he was put in a mental strait. They were pressed out of measure. Despaired that even their life would be taken. But they had this sentence of death in themselves. Because they understood their deliverer. They understood that the one who could raise them from the dead, whether living or dead, he could raise 
spirits. for you. They were living but they were dead on the inside because they had no connection to the Heavenly Father. They had no connection to God Almighty but they trusted in the one who giveth life through his voice. They trusted in the one who could bring deliverance to them. from the dead. Those that hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. So they were the apostles living among the living. They weren't dead among the living. People are walking around dead among the living. But these men, they were raised from the dead on the inside. They had a connection with the one who could raise them even if they went six feet under. Of course, he would raise them. Why? Because back in that day, the Jews had um, graves that were above ground. And so I want you to understand that even if they, they thought about that, even if I died... There is the one that I believe in that can raise me from the dead. He already did it while I was living because my spirit was not in connection to God. And because of him, the Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the high priest of our profession, who guarded the souls. offer him up to God not in death but in his blood he died that we might live I want you to understand that Let's move on. Who delivered us from so great a death? What? Wait a minute. This apostle is not dead. But he said deliver us from so great a death. So then if he never died, what death did he deliver us from? Spiritual. Spiritual. Amen, Master Prophet King. And doth deliver. And, and, and in other words, he said, he still does deliver. So if you want to kill me, God will deliver me. I've got to understand that. And you know, I, I, I say this. God will only allow me to die when it's my time. Amen to that. No matter how many attempts on my life people may make, when it is time, I will die because that's when God appointed. So if I'm not dead yet, it's not my appointed time. But I 
say that not in arrogance, but in confidence of the God who can raise the dead. Like, are you understanding where I'm coming from? What the Holy Spirit wants you to understand about this message. The deliverance of the Lord is a place of refreshing and quietness of earth. When you get delivered, there's a peace in your soul. There's a connection to the Heavenly Father. You live among the living. You live. He raises your spirit from the dead. trust that he will yet deliver us. See that? In whom we trust, he will yet deliver us. You also are helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. You also helping together by praying for us. Listen, you to know when you hear somebody say you got to do more than prayer unless God put it on your heart no you don't because by you praying for us you help and bring deliverance and I tell you the apostle Paul taught me in the book of 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 uh, uh, Ephesians 6 As part of our spiritual armor. Let me go there for you real quick. Ephesians 6 verse 19. He says. Okay 18. He says pray with all prayer. And supplication in the spirit. Watching. That means being sober. Thereunto with all perseverance. And supplication for all saints. That means be in prayer to God for all believers. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. He said, listen, pray for me that I may. And so every time I tell you to pray for me, that's one of the prayers that I tell you. That utterance, uh, that I may speak boldly. And by doing so, we're working together. I may not know your name. I may not who, know who you are, but the Lord does. And when you pray for me, that I may open my mouth boldly in utterance, you're working together with me. There's another prayer. Let's turn to Acts. See, in times of trouble, God taught me when we must pray certain things. Acts, the fourth chapter, 27 through 31. I'm not going to read it all. But the apostles with Peter and John they were being threatened again to keep their mouth shut. And so here in verse 19, Peter said, and John answered them saying, When we be right in the sight of God, 
child can do to you more than God, you judge it. You discern that. cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So then after uh, they had threatened them further and let them go, verse 27 through 31, it says this, For of a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom God has anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. See, see, and this is Peter and John. This ain't the Apostle Paul. We get taught by the Apostles. This is the type of prayers that we need. That we may speak boldly and harder for God. No matter the threatenings. No matter the sufferings. You must pray for me. And pray for me together. They are working. So if, if you're the one praying and I'm the one preaching, we're working together. Because some of us have to pray while others do. But we're both doing and we're both working. He said, this has been praying. They stretched forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by thy, the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. I want you to understand. That these are the things that that happen in the Bible because of prayer. The one that's doing the praying and the one that's out there preaching and teaching the gospel. If you're praying for them and they're going out, y'all are working together. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you know and who you don't know. God is saying in spiritual warfare, you need to ask people to pray for you certain things. And these are the things that I have asked people to pray for me. Corinthians 1 verse 11 so you also helping together by prayer for us that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons thanks may be given by many on our behalf that thanks may be given given to who Given to God. Second Corinthians 4. Turn over to chapter 4. And I want you to go down to 
verse 15. He says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace made through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. When you might be thanking God for me, or you may be thanking God on anybody's behalf, but the glory is going to him well you have to thank him for what he is doing in the earth and how he is using and who the spirit of the living God is working through it will redound to the glory of God he says for which cause we faint not but though our hour may perish yet the inner man is renewed day by day that's the refreshing of the Lord that's the place of self Jeremiah 31 
peace. They're afraid of long suffering. They're afraid of patience. And you walk by it in a straight way. Isaiah 
that whole thing. And, and, and you can read that whole thing. Verse 2 says, it shall, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. I want you to go down to verse 8. And a highway shall be there and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though, though fools shall not err therein. And he said, God will come and save you. The highway there shall be the way, the way of holiness. Not if even fools, he's saying. Wayfaring men. He said they won't even err in that way. It's the excellency of our God. He leads us by his spirit. He leads us. In the way of holiness. Song of Solomon, and this is my final next to final scripture. Song of Solomon 4. The fourth chapter, the 12th through the 16th verse. He says, now this I told you, the rivers of wars in a straight way, and that the highway leads to the way of holiness. So when the Spirit of the Lord is representing the rivers, here we go. A garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse. A spring shut up, a fountain sealed. Thy plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, campire with spikenard. A campire is also, is also cypress. Spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, these are your spices. With all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all the chief spices. A fountain of garden, a well of living waters, and streams from Lebanon. He says, awake, O north wind. And you know that's the opposite of the south. But he's telling the north wind to awake and come south. And I need you to blow upon my garden. And I want you to know, you are God's garden. You are the garden of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. Sometimes you need a preacher that's not a feel-good preacher that's going to tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes you need a word from God that will refresh you because you've been in captivity. Sometimes what you need. Well, he's telling the north wind to come and blow on the garden.
gardens of the south. And and, and I want you to I want you to get a straight mind here. He says that the that your spices, that your spices may flow out. Because when I begin to blow my spices or my living water, because the fountain is unsealed, begins to flow to the hearers. He says, let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. Now, although Song of Solomon is about a husband and wife, we are looking at what Christ says to some of us in his directions. And Song of Solomon, he's giving us a direction to come from the north to the south. Why? Because he wants the spices to flow from his gardens. Sometimes that is the call of an apostle or a prophet or a bishop. You know, sometimes God calls us out because he wants to impart something in you or, or, or have something come out of you to activate people. And that's what it means to blow. I want you to understand. Listen, remember, the spirit is like the wind, right? So here we go. And he's saying, blow on the south. Let's go to John. The book of John, and this is my last scripture. I want you to understand that God has given us a place of rest in him. A place of refreshing, a quietness of earth. There's peace in us that we don't know until God begins to show us. God showed me my peace in captivity. And it's an inner peace. It's the messianic peace that Psalms talk about. John, the 20th chapter, the 21st verse. Then said Jesus unto them, and he's talking to his 12, and he, he, he is risen from the dead, right? And he appeared to the disciples. He says, peace be unto you, the quietness of earth, the refreshing that I'm alive, peace be unto you, the spiritual peace that I'm going to give you or that I'm giving you. I'm greeting you with shalom. Excuse me. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. You know our God's name is Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. And Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He's the principal one. He says, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive you the Holy Ghost. What is it when God is ready to release his spirit and he wants to baptize? He said, We must blow. He blew on the apostles and said, Receive you the Holy Ghost. I can do a prophetic action and blow. Receive you the Holy Ghost. And I know there are people 
that God is baptizing, for them it's a season of spiritual baptism converting. And God will blow on you before the conversion take place. This is what Jesus did to the apostles before they were converted. And he told them to receive them. You have to receive them now. Because the time is coming where you will be baptized. And he said, he's showing us sometimes they need a blowing first. As you're taught to receive the Holy Ghost. I want you to understand. you to understand I want you to understand that there's a place of refreshment for you in Jesus Christ there's a quietness of earth Sometimes it takes captivity for you to even know you have that peace that the world can't understand. Because God want to show you something. And this is, this is not bragging time. This is thanks be to God for his peace. It is a testimony that you might believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what he's done for me, he has done for others, and he will do for you. He wants to give his spirit to you. But it only comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. Where is your faith in him? He wants to blow on you. You know, there are people that he, he wants the spices to come out of you. you to know you are a garden that's being watered but he said there's some blowing that needs to take place and I need you to receive my spirit Receive my spirit. Receive my spirit. He wants He wants your spices to flow. In other words, He's gonna help you to season others. He's gonna help you to allow your waters to begin to flow. He's going to take you to a place of refreshing. He's going to take you and give you the quietness of earth. And he said, my spirit, this is the streams of rivers, of waters. This refreshing is like a stream. It's not like the ocean. 
Smile at the sea. There's a calmness and a peace by the stream. It's for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word tonight. We thank you for opening up our ears and eyes of understanding. And what we have received tonight is for us. There is no negativity. It's the teaching of you, Almighty God, the one that can raise from the dead, raise and reconcile. One that can impart the rivers of living water. One that can impart a refreshing spirit and a quietness of earth. A peace that passes all understanding. We thank you for the refreshing right now. We thank you for the living that you want to do. The raising of the dead that you want to do. The, 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 the imparting of your spirit. The, the, the releasing of the spices. This is the second time you've shown me that, Lord. So just lead me to the door. And I will walk through. And blow on your gardens. That they may release their spices. you may give them the spirit that is of you the spirit of the living God that's refreshing that's peace that's the quietness of earth in us and father we just thank you for your spirit Bless the, the, the peace of heaven, of your divine nature in us. So, Father, baptize in this season who you want to baptize, those that receive the Holy Ghost. Have your way, Lord. Bring joy, bring peace, and bring love to your people. Yes. And those that will receive your son, Jesus Christ, who raises from the dead. Spiritual death. And reconciles us back to God. Where we live among the living. There are many today that are walking that are not living. They're alive, but they're not living. Cause them to live. Cause them to live. Have your way, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen.
grace and blessings in and through the Holy Ghost, God's Spirit leading us in eternal life and in Christ's full stature. This is your Master Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. The Executive Pastor and Chief Apostle.